everybody. That's right. It's your boys, Tim Kant and James Russell. The Ross and Rachel of music software. Who is Ross and who is Rachel? Well, I'm not sure, but basically, Tim, if you're wondering about this particular will they, won't they, <laughs> I, I can tell you right now, they won't. Okay, okay, that's good. We were we were on the break, James. <laughs> we'll, we'll never go on a break, guys. We can't stop talking about music tech. In Appetite Production, the realist street podcast for music tech, hosted by two music tech journos. Is that still what we call ourselves? That's basically what we call ourselves, but at this moment, all bets are off. Okay, wicked. Let's get on with the episode, eh? Okay, let's do that. Ah, Timmy, Timmy, Tim, Tim, Tim. (laughs) Yes. I had a piece published over the last couple of weeks. Oh, congratulations. Uh, It is my interview with Mr. Roger Lynn. Yes, um, that came up somewhere, and I clicked on it. Oh, oh yeah, it? I saw I saw people complaining the the headline was clickbaity. I didn't think the headline was clickbaity. Was I a, thought it was great, mate. It was literally a quote of what I he know, said in the interview. Yeah, mate, people are idiots, all right? <laughs> Don't even worry okay, about it. So it like back, bro. Okay, so if aliens invaded Earth. <laughs> and someone wrote uh, the headline "Aliens Invade Earth." Would people say that was clickbaity? Now that is that is clickbait, mate. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like give me the give me the real story. Do you know what I mean? Well, the real story is uh, well, the headline is music tech legend Roger Lynn. I rarely listen to anything with drum machines in it. Mm-hmm. Which, He's more of a breakbeat guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's literally a quote from the interview because he's more into jazz and shit like that. Anyway, the point being, not that. The point being, oh my God, Tim, this interview, I really fucked up hard. Oh, I'm going to enjoy hearing about this. (laughs) Please tell me. So, you know, I often interview people and I'm I'm quite professional, diligent and paranoid. (laughs) Well, I'll take your word for it. Which are the three uh, qualities you need to be a good interviewer of people. Sure you do. And you need to be able to form an English sentence, which we can sometimes manage. Mm, On occasion. Mm. So I recorded my input and my output of my computer in order to have a Skype conversation with Roger Lynn. Mm. And also, as always, I uh, got my phone out and set the voice recorder on that as a backup. Because I'm a very professional, diligent man. That's sick, mate. Belt and braces. I love it. And um, yeah, the interview started and it became quite clear quite soon on that Roger Lynn's sound... Oh. wasn't very oh, loud. I hate that, man. Because he was using the old Apple uh, Bluetooth AirPods or whatever. No, oh, right. Uh, and so that's fine, that's fine. I Like, okay, I'll put my headphones in. I can hear you properly. You can hear me properly. Everyone's going to be happy, right? Yep. Mm. Do that. I test just to make sure we're still recording properly. Stopped the recording, uh, checked it, started it again. Sure. I, I, something went wrong, Tim. <gasps> what went wrong? By the end of this, what, like, 45-minute interview, it turned out that I hadn't been recording... Oh! Oh, 45 minutes! I hadn't been recording him. <gasps> I just got me through the computer's microphone. Oh, God. And because I was wearing headphones, mm. the only thing I had to go off was a very, very, very quiet Roger Lynn spilling out from my headphones. Oh my God. Going into the laptop's built-in microphone. This is the most music tech story I've ever heard, by the way. Anyway, so 
bad call, right? Yeah, real bad call. Nightmare. Career finisher. However, I'm a tenacious motherfucker. Oh my god. And professional. And organised. And paranoid. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did was... I went straight for Isotope RX. I, do you know what? I was going to say, this sounds like a job for RX, baby. It, 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 it was. In fact, okay, so what did I do exactly? Tell me, me. In an event that will mark a, a red letter day <laughs> in music technology history, I was the first person in the universe ever mm. to use upward compression. <gasps> so I put the whole thing through upward compression, which, as you know, Tim... Uh, instead of making the loud parts quieter, it makes the quiet parts louder. Completely different. And um, limiting. Okay. Um, I got FabFilter Pro MB on there to do some kind of basically band limiting. Oh my God. Um, and I exported that. Mm. So I was the same volume. Roger Lynn was boosted. Okay. Stuck that through RX with some radical ass voice denoising. Okay. And because of the upward compression, my voice in the mic didn't like completely obliterate things when I started talking. Okay. Uh, and which meant that I could set the, the denoise threshold pretty high mm, okay. uh, instead of low um, uh, to get rid of the ambience. Mm-hmm. And then I set it back into Studio One, played it through an EQ. Mm-hmm. To emphasize 500 hertz and 3.5k. Of course, the and sweet spots. I listened using, uh, it turned out the best way to hear it was to use, ironically, some Apple earbuds. Oh my God, reverse engineering, mate. Yeah, um, exactly. So the things that caused the problem are the best thing to listen to. Now, I had to, I had to bypass the eq every so often sometimes it was better with sometimes it was better without also you know how i diligently set my phone on the desk next to everything yeah sure my phone also got a very faint signal of the headphones (laughs) so i managed to sort of line up the phone recording next to it and i was like a being oh my god or i was actually a b seeing between the original recording the process recording and the phone recording also processed and switching the eqs on and off to get it and in what was basically one of the worst nights of my life <laughs> i pieced everything back together and it i obviously you also need to do it as quickly as possible while you still remember oh like you still have a chance of remembering certain uh Phrases he used to jog your memory. Oh God! While this sounds you're awful. Audio clues. Anyway, I can confirm that he definitely said that quote in the so headline. You, so what you're telling me is you made up everything that he said in this interview. Basically, so when okay. Roger Lynn talks about actually being a yeti, <laughs> what did he actually mean? Uh, anyway. I did piece it back together and it was all great. And I was really, really happy that I'd salvaged it. Mm. It would have been quicker to redo the interview, but it wouldn't have had the same magic as uh, had I been uh, tearing my hair out at 5am trying to put the finishing touches on the transcription. Yeah, mate. Um, I feel your pain on that one, mate. And in fact, in this last few months, I've had my only two interviews that I've had to redo because of some kind of recording error that was kind of like 
ostensibly my fault or whatever. Mm. It's a fucking nightmare, isn't it, mate? It's, I think it's really awful. What I've learned is if I need to suddenly put headphones on, not only should I test very thoroughly that mm. they're being recorded, because the new way that the new Macs work, if you suddenly put headphones in, <clears throat> you can still select to use the built-in speakers. Okay, okay. Like your, your output isn't automatically coming through the headphones in a lot of doors. You have to select specifically put this through the headphones you have to change the driver uh yeah yeah of course um but you never used to it really just, no you just put put if you suddenly put headphones in the sound will go through the headphones it's oh back on the old macbook pro it was really yeah. i have not experienced that so that's what, how i always had about? it oh, it interesting. Was remarkable when it happened but that's uh one of the other causes other than my massive stupidity of course mm-hmm. of the problems um anyway it's a good interview, and I am su- <laughs> I'm surprised that everyone thought it was clickbaity because he literally like you can command F and search for the bit where he says that. Yeah, I know. Well, people people just want to be outraged and annoyed at I, stuff that I doesn't really matter. Specifically asked him that for a reason because he's the massive he's the drum machine yes, guy. Yes, well, yeah, it and makes so, sense. So oh. I said, "What have you always thought about the music that people actually yes. make with your drum machine?" Th- that is the obvious question. Question that you would it would have been crazy for you not to ask that. You know, he's into he's into more jazzy music. He doesn't really appreciate the 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 I mean sure he appreciates, but he's not really a massive uh, fan or listener of the the hip hop that was made with the MPC. And that's fine, but I wanted to know. Sure. It's and, like it's like imagine that you had a child or whatever and your kid was always like, Look, Daddy, look, I drew this picture. Oh, you know, I you know, I wrote this novel, blah blah blah. You're just like, whatever, kids, I'm just I'm over it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh I don't think that's a good analogy. <laughs> oh, okay, but okay. okay. Uh anyway, it, it was a decent interview and he's a really nice fellow. And uh, he, he had some good uh, good things to say about product design, um, which people also didn't really like. Um, oh, what really? What say? Explain that. Well, he's saying that like people don't always know what they want. Usually, people are idiots, mate. I think we've already covered that. Well, can you give me some more specifics? Yes. Oh, I can give you a quote. Give me a quote. Quote says, the man himself. I the man himself. Me says. Uh, well, what was it about your design philosophy that uh, led to so many successful product designs? And he said, I hear what the customers say, but often what they say is n- not what they really want. Mm. It's like women, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop that chain of thought right there. Okay, uh, you are correct. But yes. <laughs> please don't write. I know you're not going to, but please don't write in about that. He says, I tried to make a product or instrument that if someone uses it, they say, I wouldn't have asked for this, but this is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. It's just like women, mate. And that's fair. And he's got the reputation and record in designing great products to back that up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, man. there are a lot of classics. Did you ask him specifically about Juicy Fruits by Matumbe? No, I didn't. Well, maybe <laughs> next time, mate. That's what you really wanted me yeah, to ask Yeah, because that is, that is, for me, that's the seminal Lynn track. Do you know what I'm saying? That's so. fair enough. I mean, there have been a lot. and uh, Oh, God, yeah. I wouldn't want to take your Juicy Fruit away from you. But, Please don't. Uh, I, I think it's too obscure for him to know it. 
It's not obscure. It's, it was a massive hit and it's been sampled by like Notorious B.I.G. and loads of stuff or I'm whatever. I'm sure it has, just Tim. Beca- oh, I'm just because sure you're, it has. you're the whitest man on the planet, James, and you don't know about good music. Uh, I think Roger Lynn's slightly whiter than I am. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, sort of, uh, what sort of stuff does he actually like? Uh, he likes uh, jazz and... Uh, Quizzy more specific on that. rock and roll. <laughs> rock and roll. Things okay. with virtuosity in it, which I guess ties into his... Uh, uh, creation the linstrument which is uh, one of the uh, expressive midi control surfaces to try and get people to actually you know perform and play and uh, oh boring bend pitch and things like that to add some nuance into electronic performance that is just showing off <laughs> anyway that happened recently just needed to uh, out myself as having done a terrible recording and then salvaged it. Well, I feel like uh, I am the Catholic priests in this situation. And, you know, God forgives you, James, but you've got to do some Hail Marys. How about that? All right, Tim, it's time for a medium-sized announcement. <gasps> Medium-sized announcements. Here's the deal. It hit me, bub. I am going to have a baby next month. Oh, why would you do that, you moron? Mate, <laughs> you're a freelance music tech journalist, buddy. What uh, are you, how are you planning to feed this child? Well, that's the thing. I am going to be the only one earning money in my house. Oh, my God. And... Your baby can't eat NFRs, mate, all right? <laughs> and that's okay. That's fine. I can deal with that. Uh, but if things get tough, what do you think the first thing I will drop will be in my life? Will it be A? <laughs> the paid work. The paid work making music <laughs> technology videos. Will yeah. it be B? Paid work writing plugin reviews and things. Mm-hmm, maybe. Will it be C? My big stash of crack. Oh, you don't want to sell your crack, mate. Or would it be D? This podcast that I prepare, record, and edit for free. Yeah, you do all the work as well. So it's like, you know, yeah. you've got the baby, you've got your, you know, your real baby. Got my crack habit. You've got your, you've got your crab, ha- crack, crab habit. <laughs> you've got your clam habit, which you need to keep going. So basically, everybody, if this podcast isn't making at least a little bit of money. 10 grand a month, that's the minimum. It's going to be the first thing that's going to start uh, getting dropped. By me. Oh, uh, so that would be is, a real shame for the for the world and specifically people who like music technology. Sure, uh, and that's one motivation behind us setting up a Patreon account. Uh, <laughs> you can't even. You're so overwhelmed <laughs> with emotion that you can't even speak. Setting up a Patreon account. That's right, everybody. It's the Clam Club. So that's right, guys. We're no strangers to irony on this podcast, right, James? That is very true. And if you like hearing us whinge about subscription services, which we do at length, why not when you subscribe to this service? Though it's not really it's not really like a subscription because you don't have to pay or whatever. Well, I, but you I've, can just bosh us some quids, man. I've always thought of the podcast as more of a lifestyle. Uh... <laughs> that's the thing. It's like... How, you know, how can you be a journalist in this day and age without your own self-indulgent podcast? I just don't really understand. So if you go to patreon.com slash A4P podcast, which is a link I'll put everywhere in the world in the show notes on each podcast description from now on, Mm. you can join the Clam Club from $1 upwards on a pay-what-you-like basis, baby. What do you get, James? 
Well, if you are a member of the Clam Club, it's, it's been hard to uh, think what we're actually going <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, we don't really have anything to offer to people. Well, we do, we do. I mean, first of all, usually, here's how this podcast works, everybody. <laughs> we record the episodes, usually on a Thursday. Mm, and that gives clam me... Day. Clam Day. It gives me three days to sort of get it ready and published out for Sunday. So often the episode is actually edited by Thursday night, maybe by Friday, maybe by Saturday, often by Thursday or Friday. Uh, so we're going to give out to Patreon subscribers uh, private links to the new episodes as soon as they're up. Mm, pain in the ass for you, mate, but I don't have to do anything about that. Sounds fine. You know those bonus and extra episodes that float every so often into the podcast <laughs> Yeah, feed? they float on the surface yeah. and won't go down no matter how hard you flush. <laughs> They're going to be Patreon exclusive. <gasps> Tim and I will offer you feedback on your tracks. Yeah, they're brilliant, guys. Just give us the money. Uh, we were thinking that if you'd like to submit one of your, one of your tracks to be used as outro music for the podcast, uh, not every time, but at specific times, we can do that as well. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice bonus. Basically, we will come to you first for any crazy shit that we're doing. <laughs> what kind of crazy shit? Uh, um, you know us, and you know we're going to do some <laughs> really weird stuff in the future. Yeah, I mean, guys, dignity... Not really a problem for your clan buddies. We will do anything you want. Just tell us. Yeah, pro- Dignity doesn't have priority for us. We'll do whatever you want us to do. If you want your name read out, we'll do it. <laughs> if, if you want your name screamed in pleasure, we'll do it. Yeah, if you've got a political manifesto, you know, extreme left or right wing, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah we, we can voice over your manifesto. <laughs> uh, you know, slash fiction of your favourite TV series or whatever, we'll, we'll improvise it we just live want, on air. We just want to hear how much you give a shit. <laughs> um, what if people don't care, James? What's going to happen then? Okay, well, I imagine if... If, if the response is, shall we say, lukewarm on the old clam front, mm. if things have to, we'll probably do fewer episodes. No, But I don't know. It's going to be an as and when. I'm going to see what my life is like. Well, it's really hard to tell how much <laughs> impact this little beggar's going to have on your life. Yeah. I mean, quite a big impact, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> we will probably start making the episodes a bit shorter and recording a bit more so that there are more bonus episodes that come out just for Patreon people. Yeah, nice. The old bait and switch. I love it. However, if we get plenty of people helping us, uh, the plan for the future is basically to uh, probably get someone to help out with editing the podcast, because that is a large chunk of it. Um, We would like to make a new website to have a website we can actually be a little bit proud of. That's not going to cost that much money or anything. It's just going to be... Mate, no one uses websites anymore, granddads. We want to do, naturally, better shows with more cool stuff in them. And if you give us your clams, they will act as a validation that what we're doing is good. Yeah. And that we're not just uh, sort of coming to Tim's house every few days (laughs) and recording a dual monologue of desperation yeah no well i think i think that you know there's i think there's validity in making a product that you kind of believe in or whatever but god it would be nice if other people liked it as oh, well oh yeah i mean i believe in it but does anyone else no well yeah let's let's find out well they do so far tim because before even recording this episode we did uh put an announcement out on the facebook mm. and we got a couple of a uh, couple of friends of the show already literally a couple right yeah literally <laughs> a couple. <laughs> but special special thanks to alex cummings Hey, uh, Alex! And 3ML, who's uh, 
I, I can't say who he really is because that's uh, private information. He is a man of mystery. Yeah, you don't want to breach the <laughs> data laws just so we got started. But I can tell you his email address. Which yeah, is- read out. <laughs> if you become a Patreon subscriber, we'll read out your email address <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Anyway, uh, from the bottoms of our hearts, thank you to you two. And uh, anyone who's listening, come on now. Patreon.com slash A4P podcast. We'll wait, we'll, we'll wait for you to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thanks in advance because you're definitely going to do it. Oh, and also, James, could I interject here? If yeah, that's right? um, always. I want to send a big thank you, a heartfelt thank you to everyone who's been um, rating our show on the Apple podcast app. Because um, we've got quite a high rating on there. On the old iTunes. On the old iTunes, yeah. Well, it's specifically the podcast app, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the time. I mean, everyone's very busy these days. So it's, you know, pretty cool of you. So thank ta. you, everybody, for your five-star reviews. And uh, to the patrons, oh, God, we love you. Yeah, yeah we, re- we really love you. We'll do anything for you. Please don't leave us. James, 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 have Hmm. I got a tale of intrigue, suspense, and eroticism for you. Oh, this sounds like it's going to be really fun. I'm going (laughs) to... Yeah, yeah, set your expectations high. Okay, (laughs) I'm getting comfortable on my seat. Let me have it. Uh, Are you familiar with a freeware Windows application that is now unavailable called WaveKnife? No. Um, do you remember... You, you don't remember, you're too young. Do you remember the thing called sample CDs? No. Well, James, let me take you back to a golden age called the 90s. Um, if you wanted to buy soundware back in the day, there was no internet. The only way you could really were get... These, were these like the days where you could get WAP on your phone? This was before those days, mate. This was before anyone had a mobile. Okay, interesting. We're talking landline era. Like the black and white TV era. Um, not exactly. Oh, God. This was the teletext era, James. What is teletext? Teletext. You- I know what teletext <laughs> oh, is. God. I used to play bamboozle every, you, every morning. Of course you did, mate, because you're a British patriot and you care about what made this country great. Um, which was a... <laughs> Sample CDs, apparently. <laughs> no, it was an interactive quiz on teletext. Who was the host of Bamboozled? Oh, some some pixel ba- guy. Was he called, like, Bamboozle or something? Possibly. It was or Channel 4, wasn't it? Q Wiz. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're anyway, getting off the topic. We digress. Sample CDs. If you wanted to get a large amount of digital information to people, you put it on a CD. So uh, mm-hmm. if, you wanted, if you wanted to get sounds, soundware, um, back in the day, samples, noises, drum sounds, example, you had to buy a CD and it cost 60 quid and have a load of drums and other stuff on there which was most of the time sampled off other people's records it was all a real grey area by which I mean it was all totally illegal Um, which is why I like a lot of these old sample CDs because they're full of naughty samples off other people's records that sound (laughs) great because they were you know real records and not just knocked up by somebody like you or me in their bedroom Um, so each track would have a bunch of different sounds on it now Back in the day, you'd have to individually record these into your hardware sampler really long. Nowadays, you can just drag the audio files off the sample CD or whatever, if you've got an optical drive, onto your computer. Which nobody does. Well, I've got a USB one now, mate, so Ah. that's what I'm using. Um, And So what you've got then is a bunch of tracks. So your samples are basically 
you know, 40 seconds uh, of like eight different sounds with silence in between them. Is this story exciting you already, James? Because I am ready to explode. Fuck yeah, I am. I am building up inside. I'm in the vinegar string. <laughs> oh, God, oh, Jesus. Okay, hearing okay. about samples. Okay, please stop talking. Um, so, yeah, so, I'd, so I've got ripped sample CDs. Back in the day, I'd have used Wavenife on Windows, which is a dedicated program which detected where the sound was, where the science was, and stripped these tracks into individual samples so you could load them into your door more easily. Now, Wavenife is no longer available... I'm not using Windows anyway. So I was trying to find a way to get a bit of audio, an audio file with several different sounds on it. You'd think there'd be a way to automatically strip that using a bit of professional software, like, for example... Ableton Live. Well, no, Adobe Audition Ah. or something, you know, something that was designed for batch processing. You'd think that would be easy, wouldn't you, James? Yeah, something that was designed for batch processing sounds fair to me. Yeah, well... You can't do what this freaking freeware uh, utility on Windows did in Audition, which is part of a bundle that I pay real clams for every month. I'll tell you what you can do. On Studio One, I've just done it to a massive audio file while you were talking. Can you batch process that, though? Uh, you, can, you can take it onto one channel and put an effect no, on No, 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 no. I want to click a button and have it do an entire folder and have it done in seconds. <clears throat> That's what I about there is uh i'll tell you later but go on okay you can't do it in audition right i've done research on this for several hours yesterday you can't do it in audacity you can't do it in twisted wave which is have you heard of this no well mate i went deep on this that is another audio editor you can get for mac i um i tried you can't do it in uh freaking rogue amoeba fusion mates right you you, this is a long list of things you can't do it yeah like and i was like looking at how all of the like the batch stuff worked for all of these things like i was looking into making my own scripts oh Oh, it was really long hold on a second what were you trying to do what was the batch process that you were getting at so it was okay it was like detect where the audio is Split that, splits each bit of audio into a separate sample and save the separate samples out uh-huh. for various reasons. Well, you, the way I described on Studio One, you could get all the separate samples out after strip silencing it. But yeah, but you'd have to do it individually for each file. Uh, not necessarily. No, you'd probably uh, automatically set markers at each um, region start and region end and then uh, export what's between the markers yes but can you do that to an entire folder at once uh no no you can't mate and it's crazy uh, because the thing is if you're recording voiceover or whatever or other things like that you'd imagine this is something that a fair number of people would like to use yeah now what i did discover not through Googling or anything like that, because I did a lot of Googling on this. I used my mind, James. I went into my mind palace, if you will. All right. And I remembered someone saying vaguely about uh, Iced Audio, Audio Finder. Do you remember that? Audio Finder, I know. Yes. I actually bought Audio Finder back in the day when I started using Mac. Can't really be asked to use it anymore. But, and this isn't widely advertised, 
it's got this feature <laughs> that isn't really documented that will do it. Uh, that's called like sample high. Actually, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna load it up now and tell you what it's called because for the one person listening who wants to do this for whatever reason, um, it, it's kind of helpful. Bear with me. Okay. God, this is why we need editing. Okay. 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 Done. We're done. Okay. You can do it. You can select entire folder, right click it. You select sample extractor HD, mate. And it does it. It does it so quickly. By the time you bring up your finder folder, it's all done, mate. So it just chops one long audio file into a bunch of separate files of the samples. Yeah. And it'll do like 99 in like literally a matter of seconds, basically. So yeah. So I was very pleased to discover that. And not only that... It did that. I I just downloaded the free version of Audio Finder. I didn't even register my code or whatever Uh because I do have a license. You can do it for free in that. So if you like shopping very, very quickly, that is my top little tip for you. Oh, and it's on your Mac, so I'm really sorry about that. So now you can basically use all the illegal dirty audio mm-hmm. you want from the 90s absolutely mate and i you know i had loads ripped from back in the day when i was using eac which is another windows only application that's free uh which is i'm having a bit of windows nostalgia at the moment yeah. as you can tell uh, to rip my sample cds and then slice them up real quick but yeah i had a few that i had garnered by uh since i'd started using uh mac os and now i've got all of and it was frustrating me that they were just sitting there unusable because i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna sit and chop them up manually mate i'm not a freaking caveman so um so yeah i've got loads more illegal sounds to use mate so uh yeah look out for possibly no more music coming out from me youtube's content id system or uh, make sure work of the that (laughs) yeah yeah sure sure so there you go that is the most boring anecdote that a human has ever told i had a similar conversation what recently see here's the thing tim i've just moved into a new office Okay. That's right. It's my third office in a year. Oh, you've got office commitment phobia, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it's good office. I've got a private uh, little office space, which is great. A bit of sound leakage from either side. So I might have to sort that out with a bit of panelling or something. Mm, panelling? Um, really? I, you know how I love panelling. Anyway, there's a dude in this building with uh, in one of the offices. And what he does is pretty interesting. He uh, basically he's got a digitizing service. Oh yeah. So old audio and video recorded <gasps> to cassettes and videotapes and Betamax and stuff. Hey hey hey! Slow down, slow down. Does he do vinyl? I don't think oh. so. He's got reel to reel machines. Oh um, wow! Maybe okay. he does do vinyl because if he's got reel to reel and Betamax and shit like that, then he's possibly got vinyl. I didn't see a vinyl player, but what I did see is 
a glorious sight, rack upon rack upon rack of crazy old analog gear. Mm. Not necessarily music gear like consoles <laughs> oh. and shit, but like... <laughs> what sort of stuff? Video players, audio players, oscilloscopes, um, load of nutbag little things. It was very cool to be in there. And he, he was mentioning a very similar problem to your strip silence problem. Mm. I think he was using Audition and also couldn't get it done. Yeah. But I probably got to let this guy know about uh, Audio Finder doing it. Wicked. Because, mate, it was ridiculous, mate. Yeah, he was. He said that he'd got um, a solution of using some terminal uh, command program. Oh, mate, that's exactly what I didn't want to do. It was do. like Sound Exchange or something where it, <sighs> it uses, the, it's a command line program which will batch, process, and extract and stuff like that. Oh, awful. Well, the thing is. What you could do is strip everything like this in Audio Finder, and then you can do your batch processing. If you mm. want to like do mastering on it, then you can do that in Audition That's or whatever. True. Or, you know, basically, once you've stripped everything, loads of stuff will do the batch processing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that it's the stuff of selecting the different bits, uh, ch- chopping them out, and then saving them, where mm. it seems like every bit of software falls at some point along that yeah. process, basically. Mm. Anyway, yeah, uh, ask me about my new office. Tell me about your new office, bro. It's uh, it's good. It's fine. I've got... Uh, it's nice to have a sort of private space where I can just uh, get on with my stuff and not be distracted by people. It's got a really big window, which is great. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your view? Uh, it is a street, uh, an abandoned building and some street and... <gasps> The abandoned building is a hotspot for fly tipping and street pissing. Oh, nice. Mate, hashtag Bristol, baby. Yeah, it's, um, it's got some really good graffiti, actually, around that. And uh, <laughs> it's quite it's quite a lot of foot traffic. And also, it's near a uh, homeless shelter or two. So, um, Oh, nice. well, mate, well, you get know, a lot the of... way the economy's going, you can end up there real quick. Yeah, I could live very close to my office. Um, yeah, it's got a load of... Um, <laughs> Homeless people walking up and down the street with a special brew, shouting at each other and shouting at other people. Oh, it's... man, this is just sad, man. We need to, a, a more caring, sharing society, mate. But I think that's beyond the remit of uh, this podcast, basically. So I won't get into that. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, <laughs> it's it's good to be it's good to be in a new location, and uh, we'll see how long I'm there for. But it's it's a nice place. No kids taking steroids. No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no police visits or anything nice, like that. It's nice. Um, it's nice. It's. Uh, it, I think we're in a good situation. Well, I hope you found your forever home there, James. I'm sure I haven't. <laughs> Wicked. FL Studio. We don't talk about it that often. It feels like we talk about it all the time, but I know for a fact we don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> FL Studio 20, which should have been FL Studio 13, but they were too scared to uh, go... <laughs> oh, yeah. Superstition, mate. Yeah. They're so scared to go to version 13. They didn't even go to 14. They they stayed well clear of 13 and went straight to 20. May I avoid the teens like the plague, mate. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like uh, sort of... <laughs> you don't want Operation U tree all up in your grill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> FL Studio 20.5. 20. I swear it was 20. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
It said it was 20, but it was 13. <laughs> Carrying swiftly on. <laughs> right, don't cut this out of the episode because I know you're going to. Don't cut it out, okay? okay. Carry on. We're still talking. This is still the episode. I have no idea. Well, I looked briefly at what's in 20.5. But you know, I believe, because I told you to find out and tell me. Yeah, I had to do some work for the podcast, which really rubs (laughs) me the wrong way, mate. (laughs) Tell me what's uh, what's the deal with 20.5. They're not reinventing the wheel on this one, mate, to put it mildly. There's some stuff in there that is so boring that I'm not even going to mention it, which is along the lines of, hey, now if you hold a modifier key and click on something, it'll do something slightly different. Okay. We're not into that, James. No, 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 no. Um, you, the main thing is flex, bruv. Flex. You're aware of flex. We've, I, talk, we've talked about flex, haven't we? I don't think we've talked about flex. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Okay, we definitely we, talked about okay, it. Okay, what is, what is flex? Tell it me what flex is. a synthesizer in FL Studio. And what is its vibe? I don't know. Oh, well, I'm telling you, mate. Wavetabling? Um, well, it seems to use sampled data because uh, it comes with piano and string patches as well as your filthy dubstep wobs. Does it chop up a bunch of samples out of a really long audio file? No, but I believe Edison does. Oh. But I don't know about I don't think you can really do the batch processing on that. Also, here's a boring thing I wasn't going to mention. They've added... They've added denoising to the Mac version of Edison. That's right, guys. They've changed the way we think about music production. <laughs> um, so Flex, it's basically, it's I guess the closest thing you might want to compare it to is Omnisphere, and then it does okay. synthes- synthesizer stuff. Can't even say it. And uh, audio-based PCM sort of stuff as well. Right. Um, now, Flex, I mean, I don't know what it was included in before. I think it was certainly available as an add-on. Now, Flex is in every version of FL Studio. And here's the important thing, James. It's got a store in it. So this is making me think... In Flex. In, in Flex. So you buy your sounds in Flex. I don't know if that was included in it before, but now this store, as part of Flex, is going to be in every version of FL Studio, which I feel like is a canny move on the part of ImageLine. Okay. Now, James, what pitfall can you see with somebody spending all of their money in flex which is this you know baked into fl studio thing now okay well you would have to use fl studio and flex for the rest of your entire life otherwise you don't get the money that you spend exactly you can't use the sounds now what if i told you james i mean i believe fl studio was available as a plugin in certain formats before oh now it seems like it was, I think, on v- on v- you could use it as a VST plugin on PC. Now you can use it as a VST and AU on Mac. Ooh. So you can use FL Studio as a plugin in basically anything, apart from probably Pro Tools or whatever. And there's ways around that, I would imagine. They are liberalizing. So, yeah. So now I think ImageLine are making this very canny move, I feel, where you can, if you're a bit of an FL Studio fan, but you feel like you want to upgrade to a different door, or sideways grade, I guess. I mean, you know, all doors are equal in the eyes of our Lord. Um, You can use FL Studio as part of your production process, basically whatever you're doing, and it's got a store in it. So, hold on, hold on. FL Studio can operate as a plugin. As a plugin. It's a bit like Rewire, but it's a plugin. 
it's like rewire without rewire. And to be honest, mate, mm. I always found rewire to be a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's a fucking faff. Yeah, man. I never like I used it a few times, but I ne- never in a project I finished. Okay, you know what I'm saying interesting. So I thought you were saying that Flex has a store in it. So Flex, okay, you've got your door, you've got FL Studio as a plugin in your door, uh-huh. and then you're running Flex in FL Studio. In your door. And then you're running a shop inside Flex, inside FL Studio, inside your door. Mate, I took the red pill the other day, Uh and now I can see the Matrix, basically. Okay. So this is the future that we're heading towards. Wait a second, when you buy something in that store, are you then running, like, a separate package inside Flex, inside FL Studio? No, 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 it's just, you know, it's just Flex. And, you know, you have these... So Flex comes with a bunch of dubstep wobs, some piano and some strings and a few other bits and bobs, Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, buy extra packs for it now basically i'm sort of interested in using fl studio as a plugin but a door as a plugin seems a bit overkill does it not i don't know like the thing is if you are like people freaking love fl studio personally i never really got the hang of it um i was always uh, you know i was always heavily invested in other tools anyway so i guess it wasn't really for me um and it seems like a lot of people start in FL Studio and then they want to end up using another door for whatever reason. Sure. But now they don't have to say goodbye to it, which I feel like is a really canny move on the part of ImageLine. See, what I've always wanted and what I can very easily see would not make any business sense is uh, Ableton Live Session View as a plugin. So it's basically oh god loads up as a virtual instrument in a Ugh. different door, and you can use it to launch clips and stuff. Oh, that sounds horrible, mate. I don't even want to think about it. But, but yes, then again, you would um, you wouldn't be able to just command tab back to Ableton Live. You had to go back to the door and open the plugin. Mm. I'm a dual monitor user. Sorry. So when oh, I god, open when I open another program, whatever plugins are open all disappear. If, if anyone's got a solution to that, by the way, please tell me. Um, so if I'm like opening Chrome on my other monitor and I want uh, Ableton and a plugin to display on the other monitor, Ableton will remain. But when I open Chrome on my other monitor, the plugin will disappear. Bleh. Anyway, um, it's hmm. I think it's a bit overkill, but yeah, I can see it helping. It's strange because it will help people to transition away from FL Studio into other doors. The thing is, it's keeping them in the ecosystem okay. if they want to use another door. And I think that's really sensible. So it's, it's a bit, it's it's very much like leaning into the problem of people leaving FL Studio. But this is the thing. I think I think companies have got to be savvy and they've got to make life easier for the consumer. I think the days of companies being like... Walled off. Yeah, walled off, put up and shut up. I think those times are long gone, buddy. Okay, it'll be interesting to see if if, uh, others take this approach. I mean, if you consider what Ableton have been doing, like they have Ableton Link, which is basically usable with all doors and it can help you connect things. Is it? I thought Ableton Link was just for live, bro. Uh, I think it's available in several doors, at least. What? Um, You've got, what else have you got? Rewire. Uh, rewire was always a kind of groovy idea, and I think you can others use re- adopted it. I think you can use Renoise as a VST as well. Can uh, interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, that, I mean, like I say, I think that is a cool move on their part. Sure. And it would be nice if more companies were, you know, consumer-friendly in that yeah. kind of way. Um, I've got a few other bits and bobs. Oh, yeah? Um, well, two. Two other bits and bobs. They are redoing some of their plugin interfaces as vectors. Oh, cool. 
um, which is good because a lot of people now, with all these crazy 4K, 5K displays, people are complaining that the plugins are small and look bad. But if everything's vectors, you can have them as big as you like and they'll look great. Yep, so yep. I think that is, you know, future-proofing the product, which is good. Also, did you realize that FL Studio had a built-in thing, a built-in visualizer for making your own music videos? Uh, I, it rings a bell. Well... Now, as well as just like pretty colors flying around, it's got some kind of stock images thing in there as well. <laughs> and in the demo video, they bring up a load of cat pictures. <laughs> so if you want to make a music video, you don't even want to open another bit of software. You can just have a load of cat pictures and psychedelic graphics or whatever. All there in FL Studio. That sounds like mate. one of your music videos. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's what you would make. That is what I'd make. I mean, thank God that Ableton Live doesn't have that feature because that's exactly what I'd been doing so um so yeah so it feels like uh image line uh, looking to the future there in a positive way i, I think yeah it's a positive uh, it's a positive story and uh maybe it's a good news story maybe we'll end up talking about fl studio a little more in the future i oh. doubt it mate i mean i just it feels like it they really have a specific market that they go for which is um youngsters who want to make badass beats and put them on YouTube. That really seems to be their core audience, yeah. you know? That's fair. I mean, it, it's capable of doing everything that everyone else is capable of. Oh, sure. But, yeah, they are specifically stuck in that uh, ditch, really. Well, I don't know if it's a ditch, mate. I think it's doing pretty well for them. Yeah, so, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, no. I so, guess the fact is they offer perpetual upgrades for life. Which is cool And AF. so what they need to do, they need to get, like, the new users... Because if they are concentrating on people who've had it for t 10 years, mm. they're not going to get any more money out of that. So they need to be constantly getting all the newbies. Yeah, and also I think having this store in Flex is a great way to, to like keep it making money. Because the thing is, it is business insanity to offer lifetime upgrades. Mm. Um, so I think, it's, I think it's clever that they've come up with a way that is like, you know, not really awful. Like, not a subscription service or something. Mm. I think, you know, selling you actual content in the software itself, it's fair enough, you know? Nice. Tim, it's been a while, but I've decided we've got to make an effort to bring back Random Contact Instrument Corner. Mm. Okay. you know contact developers are great they put a lot of effort into the stuff they do and we got to pay some respect they're the unsung heroes basically exactly so tim i'm gonna get very near to you oh god really i'm gonna i'm gonna be in your ear oh god really I'm right next to you, Tim. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. I'm here. Oh, no. Please go away. But I don't want to, Tim. Oh, no. Oh, God. This is very close piano. And this is not just very close piano. This is very close piano version two. Would you say it's closer than close? I'd say it's... Uh, closer, what? yeah. Sorry. What's closer than close? Rosie Gaines. Was that Rosie Gaines? <laughs> This is uh, Inui samples, or is it Onui? Onui. Onui samples. S samples that make you just wonder what the point of life is. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> very close piano too. Oh my God. Why is the video flashing at me like that? It says, since the beginning, very close piano offers you three independent Ooh. microphone positions, including two exclusive. Why is it bendy? It's very close piano. That doesn't make it bendy. 
So this is piano with reverse mode. Oh. It's being recorded, dare I say it, very close. Yeah. You get all the hammer noises. You get all the... You do get room sounds, but yeah, you get a lot of sort of close-up, intimate piano recordings. Okay. And a lot of crazy controller over what you can do, as you can hear. Yeah, it sounds cray. What do you think about this reverse mode? People seem to like that stuff. It sounds a bit like uh, Inception. Blah. <laughs> you've got... I uh, like the bendiness. You've got three faders and panning for hammer, tail and room. Mm. You've got uh, legato or portamento, which is pretty cool for a piano. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, attack attenuation. I'm not quite sure what attack attenuation is. I assume it's like... Damping it Damping the somehow. attack so it just ramps up. Like, basically, a uh, large attack envelope. Compression as you'd imagine. Mm. And it's really nice. Ennui samples. Very close piano. Okay, nice. All right, Tim, explain to me what just happened. Okay, while we were taking a little break there, I got my PRS distribution statement through, mate. Sexy time. It comes to money. Okay, <sighs> tell the non-English people what PRS is. Um, so PRS stands for Performing Rights Society. So they're basically... Now, look, I don't understand how mechanical copyright in music works. There's no good way to find out about it or whatever. It seems like you have to do, like, a bunch of seminars if you want to even have off clue. Basically, this is the money... So you get. You seem to get some money from, like, streaming services and stuff or whatever it's, from it and, like, sync stuff. I've got to say, this is really bad, so please don't follow my example... I haven't registered any of my music with PRS <laughs> because it's like no one's buying it or listening to but it. But you're so getting a statement. Because... But I'm getting, no, I but I get a statement for like the one tune or whatever that a record label I think registered in my name. And I did like four bits of library music like five years ago or something. Okay. So my PRS numbers are never big. But it's, it's interesting to take a look at what goes on behind the... Uh, Behind the curtain. Do you want to have a look at me uh, distribution, bruv? Let's do it. Okay. I have earned this six months or quarter or whatever, £30.59p. 30 awesome. Maybe you should join our Patreon with that, uh, you, that money. Maybe I should. Maybe if I practiced what I preached, I would. So, look, we've got a nice pie chart here, mate. Now, what, what, what information are you learning from this? Okay. There is a massive, I'd say... Uh, 82, 83% of the pie is a big purple thing. Mm. Is it, what does that say? 87%? It's 87.89. Okay. So the vast majority... Is from what? Overseas, whatever that means. Okay, okay. So I think that's like sync stuff or whatever happening abroad. And then what is this tiny little sliver here, James? Can you see uh, that? That is online. And what percentage of that am I getting? 0. 0.324? Uh, just 0. 0.34, mate. Don't fucking undersell me on this one, mate. <laughs> and then what's this other slightly less tiny but still minuscule well, one? Well, coming in at 1.27%, it's radio. 
that's 1.22 you need to get your eyes tested. I did you see I've got new glasses by the way <laughs> why would I see that I don't know um and then they've got different frames and then finally bring it in television 10.55 percent who's put you on television well this overseas stuff will be tv so this will be the the library music that I made okay so some of that library music has been picked up by a production company and put on tv so the thing is with library music it's a numbers game now I've only have had time in my life to make four bits of it so that was like a few days or whatever but you and like none of it is massively lucrative but i can imagine if you had some financial security and you had time to spend a bit more time making library music and did it regularly i'd imagine it could kind of add up you know Uh uh um not for me though so that is this is predominantly i'm getting 18 pounds 79p from uh, one piece of music called Hacksaw. Do you remember writing that? It was a piece of cheesy drum and bass, it would have been. For, for library music? Yeah, library music. Okay. In my system, £8.39, another bit of li- library music. The Prayer... It has just come out. Just come out, that's my collaboration. Now, this will be BBC Radio 1 play. Okay. £1.39, mate. Sweet. So, yeah. Cheers, Radio 1. Drumstep... 77p that's another library one and finally another library one 47p from a rain dance now you can see a breakdown i'm getting a penny from amazon so cheers <laughs> jeff bezos really appreciate well, it mate thanks as, for this. what do you reckon someone streamed something on amazon music i guess yeah do they have a streaming service yeah apple music 0.02p no it's that's, oh, 2p. that's 2p oh, mate. 0.02 pounds okay um 2p from radio one extra like various BBC things, a few few pennies, a quid from Radio One. I don't really understand what this what these really are. E four. Oh, there you Google, go. Five p from Google, mate. I'm Wait, taxing these big players. What's that twenty three pound twenty charge? That is Netherlands General and Broadcasting. Okay. So presumably they're using a couple of my library tracks. Sky Sports. The whole, the whole country of the Netherlands is using yeah, your mate, library. Yeah, they're, they're loving it. They love me over there. Okay. Mate, even Rupert Murdoch with Sky Sports, action high peak and action non-peak, I'm getting a 67p and a pound 22 respectively. Sweet. Sky Sports have used your music. Yeah, mate. Every, yeah, I was. I used to get a lot of play on Sky Golf, would you believe? <laughs> um, and uh, that's, that's what I'm all about, mate. Uh... Uh, and then South Korean stuff and then some USP. Uh, South US, Korea, USA, sorry. South Korean films, apparently. Yeah. And South African films have used your music. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 8p and 36p, respectively. I think I think you'll find that's 8p and 38p. Okay. And then some USA television cable, 31p. I'm really raking it in, basically. You've got a diverse revenue stream there. So, and you, it really breaks it down. So, yeah, Sky Sports Action, whatever they Sky Sports, Sky Sports Motorsport, Fox Sports. Basically... Amazon, Google, Apple, Sky. All these companies I've really got a problem with, mate. I, it turns out I'm in cahoots with them. <laughs> For several oh, pence. S- stage school on E4, mate, whatever that is. Um, yeah, and then just like a few Google things. Why don't you work out how much you were paid by Google, Apple, Amazon and Sky and uh, just get that, that, what, 32p together and give it to a homeless person. Uh, yeah. Suck it. Sack it to Mr. Murdoch. Mm-hmm. There we go. And that's that's basically it, mate. So has this uh, opened your mind as to what the world of professional music making is like, Yeah, mate? because I never registered with PRS, PPL or MCPS or all that shit. Mm. Uh, and I believe 
believe technically, Timothy, if you're making music for um, brands who are going to put your music on YouTube, it what? technically comes under, well, if you're registered with any copyright agency, what? anything you make. <gasps> Is that true? Yeah. Oh my that's God. one reason I didn't register. Well, that's an insane amount of stuff because we make a lot of videos, bro. Yeah. So, I mean... Speaking technically here, I think everything you've ever made should be due royalty. Oh, Jesus simply Christ. because you're registered to these oh, agencies. Oh my God, Ma- man and, does not have time for that. And people wouldn't employ you to make videos if they knew they'd have to fuck around with royalties. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess uh, until some weird new legislation comes through, uh, you're okay. Yeah, great. Um, I mean, I would like to spend more time making library music... Because it's just, A, I could do with some more money. Uh-huh. B, it's quite interesting to see where it gets used. Yeah. Um, but F, I don't really like any of these organisations that are using this stuff or Is whatever. maybe anyway. Channel 4? You okay with Channel 4? Oh, E4. I mean, I don't, ha- I, don't just, have, I don't have an ethical problem with E4 per se. Do you have an ethical problem with constant reruns of Friends? Um... I and don't the, know, man. Big Friends, Friends is all right, you know. I mean, it's slightly problematic now, like every sitcom from the 90s. But, you know, I'll... Oh, give it 10 years, it will be problematic. <laughs> oh, mate, we're problematic right now, mate. <laughs> Jesus. Um, have you listened to the podcast? Um, so, so there we go. That's a little uh, little insight there. What shall I spend? Oh, do, mate, Doctors. Doctors. Doctors on BBC. Always Doctors did is they, in there. How did they... Doctors on BBC use your music. It's all drum and bass. It's what? It's all drum and bass, mate. I have no idea. <laughs> There's some kid working for it who's just into drum and bass he's, and uh, gets free reign to put whatever music. Yeah, he's he like, wants. I really enjoy this real generic sounding cheesy drum and bass <laughs> that has well, been made by a that, man. That's the thing. If you do, as you always say, generic sounding music, you should be on a library. Yeah, I really should. You should be in a library. Well, anyway, I mean, maybe... Oh, look, Portlandia as well, mate, oh, for sweet. some reason. I'm making like 31p off Portlandia. So do you reckon they've used... How much of your music will have they used for 31p? I d- it doesn't really say. Uh, yeah, doesn't say. Oh, wait, actually, it breaks it down into the tunes. So it's this hacksaw piece uh-huh. that has been used on Portlandia... Fox Sports and everything. Oh, if, in my system is on Fox Sports. If you play it yourself on the podcast, will we have to pay a royalty oh, to mate, you? I don't, oh, <laughs> I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole, mate. Uh, Morpheus, I do not want to take the red pill. I don't want to know about that stuff. It's just, I find it, I find all this stuff really complicated and boring. And because the amounts of money involved are so small anyway, I just don't have the time to look into it properly, really. It's, it's a good thing you've got a uh, performing rights society to take care of that shit for you. Well... It is, and I should probably be a bit more professional about it. But I ain't, bruv. Well, you got 30 quid to spend on... What am I going to buy? Oh, plug in. Do you want me to segue into a little callback now, mate? Professional as I am. If you're going to segue, we still need a sting. Go on. Okay, that was a great sting, James. I'm going to segue now. Um, do you remember last week we talked about that Waves bass plugin? Yes, bass fingers. Mate, I fucking fell into their trap of a discount, then a discount code on top of it. Flipping bought it, mate. Okay. Um, and then after I bought it, I realised I must have an absolute shit ton of bass romplers in my contact library <laughs> anyway, just not installed. Okay. But anyway, I bought it. 
and it's pretty good. That's it. That's it, mate. Uh, um, I so, can't like, believe we wasted a sting on. I that. know, I know. Um, I did listen, like you know, we listened to the demo, yeah, and there was some really questionable stuff on there. Some of the presets you're just never going to use. Can you play me the dubstep one? Because I really want to hear what they did with the dubstep in a bass rompler. Oh, shall I bring up the instruments yeah, itself? Man. Yeah, okay. Let's have a listen to these bass sounds. Okay, that sounds like a bass guitar. Bass fingers. Decent. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. Matt, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, pretty similar, direct. Oh, here's the disco one. Nice. Pretty funk here. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, jazzy. Let me go for some crazy stuff. Oh, I remember we liked raster bass or pasta bass, as it looks. Which is real smoothed out. Mm. Um, this is dirty stuff. I like that. That's fair. That's fair. Some fuzz. And then uh, let's keep going. Cosmic Funk, I remember, was quite good. Oh, no, that wasn't the one I liked. It's a bit synthy. Yeah, it really is. Like some of them just have loads of effects on. Loads and loads of bass. Bells? Really? Um, weird. Yeah, it is weird. Grit. Where's this dubstep one? You can't even... I don't think you can even bring up a big list of... Uh, oh, can't you? Or, no, it's really annoying. Well, waves are relatively new to the whole plugin. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't been doing it for decades. So you can forgive them. Mate, I can't find the dubstep one. Don't worry about you it. You don't want to use it anyway. Anyway, it, I think that's made this thing worth it. Definitely, mate. Definitely. We're providing uh, real value there, I feel. Nice to know that you bought it on impulse. I did. Well, the thing is, the reason I did it was I had a tune I was working on and I was like, I'd really like to get some uh, electric bass in here. I think that would be good. Mm. Ended up bidding the part, ended up going for a Serum 808 noise that I made myself. Well, next time you want to impulse buy a plugin, why not just... Give us money on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give us give us 30 quid a month. Join guys. the Clam Club and you get exclusive early access to episodes and bonus episodes just for you. Like 30 quid a month, that's not even a cup of really fancy coffee every day of your yeah. life. <laughs> you know that, that bulletproof coffee that they sell or whatever, which is like oh, 500, gross. you know, why don't you give us $500? Yeah, just give us loads of money, guys. Come on. Right, it's time for us to leave. Oh, sad. Boo-hoo. I know, but don't 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 stop crying just yet. <laughs> <laughs> because there's still time for us to remind you to get on patreon.com slash A4P podcast. In fact, I didn't realize this when we were doing the original announcement, but there is a thing of bonus content which I have ready to put up there. So by the time <laughs> you're you here. realize that? No, I'm an idiot. This is how bad I'm gonna be at this. By the time you hear this there will be something extra on the patreon for you to check out for your ears only wow that's a really exclusive club can listen to that i know get on board with our clam club and uh we won't stop talking about it okay nice well uh thanks for putting up with our shilling and our begging and our smell and uh, i beg your pardon what (laughs) and our um are finding ourselves much funnier than we actually are. So you've been gen- very generous, listeners. Thank and you. we will uh, speak to you again 
in about two weeks' time. Yeah, make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like, share, and subscribe, guys. <laughs> Peace. Bye. Hit that bell button.